Here's a message from Ken Lavica. We need to discuss what the timeline is for a quarterback. After talking about Tua so much yesterday, we really need to get into the minutia of when does a team make a decision about whether a quarterback is it or whether or not to cut ties. And luckily, we have an expert. I'm putting the pressure on Pierre Garçon. Okay, Coquel, and you can hit the open, please. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. need to know the rules i need to know when a team knows that a quarterback is it or isn't it because i'm just some dope who talks about whether or not he thinks a quarterback is good or bad needs to be let go or needs to be signed to an extension but what the hell do i know i need some input i need some feedback on this it's a thursday edition ken levicka live featuring coquel here in the anna john levine accident attorney studios downtown west palm beach phillips point towers right off of the sort of overcast intracoastal, and we have some football acumen with us today. Thank God. I know. You're welcome. A good, good career at Forest Hill as a coach, some time at Olympic Heights. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was I was going to defer to Jensen the, uh, Beach defensive coordinator yeah, for a little that's, bit. That, that, that's not <laughs> the a great of, resume. Yeah, it, it, it's something. I don't know if it's great. It's a resume, that's for sure. Boca High JV at uh, one point. <laughs> no, this resume is better. A man who won an AFC championship, Indianapolis Colts, he had had the most receptions in the NFL 2013 with Washington, played for San Francisco, and the best part is he's a John I. Leonard grad as well. Pierre Garcon with yes, us here sir. for the hour on Ken Levick Alive. Thank you for coming back in, man. It is good to see you, and I, unfortunately for you, am throwing you right back into a quarterback discussion. Every time you come in, I'm complaining about or ranting on quarterbacks. It's all right. It controls the league. The uh, quarterbacks are our, our league. I was going to say, so your your career was predicated, too, on the a good part of it. Yeah, exactly, who the quarterback is, whether it was Peyton Manning or Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. uh, or Alex Smith. It was Alex Smith in San Francisco. Now Alex Smith, Rex Grossman, oh, oh, oh. Kirk Cousins, RG3. Um, Colt McCoy. Oh boy. Um, we had a lot. I had a lot of them. Curtis Painter. <laughs> a lot of them. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun. Man, he <laughs> Painter strung together a couple good games, didn't he? Uh, what was it? Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins. <laughs> old the old version of Kerry Collins. Yes. I love Pierre. He was went a great from, guy. Pierre went from Peyton Manning to then he's like Rex Grossman. <laughs> like nothing against Rex, but not exactly Peyton level. Though I suppose they did face uh, one another in, in, Super, a, Bowl, in yeah. a Super Bowl. Exactly. Um, but we talked a lot yesterday, Pierre, on this show about. And I think, just to get you caught up to speed here, some context, I'm beginning to think, now after this rib injury, and there's a swinging door offensive line, they can't protect him, they're by far the worst protection in the NFL by the numbers, uh, that we're seeing the beginning of the end of Tua. There's too much negativity swirling around him, there's too much discussion swirling around him now. Um, uh, We don't know if all the negative things about Tua are true, because we don't know what's true about Tua, because he was in a weird season last year. And he's hurt two games into this one. They haven't put an offensive line in front of him. The Dolphins have failed to. I would. I, I wouldn't say failed yet. They're, they're they need to put some offensive line. So their first round pick is going to be an offensive line next year to protect him. And then you know he has to you know kind of settle in. But 
he's always had that question mark in college. Can he stay? Can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? And that answer, you know, still no. Uh, And so this time, though, and this is where, like, I'm going to defend to his ribs here because you would have been hurt if you took that shot to your ribs. You would have been hurt. Yes, it was a a, a a strong hit, but you know it's 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 an injury bug that continued to follow one guy around. Yeah, and then his hip, and then his ankles, then his finger. We don't want him to get hurt. We want him to play well. Yeah, we really do because he's a great player, great kid. But you know it is a football game. But this guy, he stayed healthy last year. It's now this year when Austin Jackson is out ole and letting guys go and spear his quarterback. That's a problem. But what yes. you said is pertinent. Next year. So you you gave the go-ahead, like, yeah, Tua is a guy who they're going to give one more year to. That's going to be year three. Yeah. And that brings me to a discussion that Coquel and I were having yesterday as well. Has year three begun to become the magic number for a quarterback that you draft in the first round? Because think about it. Way back in the day, like let's just use Aaron Rodgers as an example. When you were still paying big money to your first-round quarterback, especially if he was a number-one pick like a Sam Bradford, you were willing to let them sit a year or two because you wanted to make sure you are getting the most out of that investment that you're making. If they had to learn behind a veteran, so be it. You don't want to rush that process. But now it almost seems like if your first-round quarterback isn't starting by his second year in the league – something's wrong and if you don't know by the end of year three that he's been in the league what he is then you really have a problem does that sort of, I, I does agree. that make sense i agree i agree um guys are definitely been thrown into the fire which is not helpful for them because mm-hmm. you know back then they let aaron Rodgers sit they let you know a couple guys sit but with this contract you know picking up the option i think they have to announce it on on their fourth yeah, year yeah before the season so I think you know Tua probably right now would not have his option picked up and it's up to him to show that he deserved to get picked up but I still don't think they'll pick it up because he hasn't shown the confidence yet with what we're expecting because that that fifth year option is a big jump like last year Lamar Jackson somehow coming off an MVP was making I think 1.8 million dollars like non-signing but it's just his Mm -hmm. contract this year on his option he's making 20 something million Mm -hmm. dollars so that option is a big investment. How much, Pierre, does it factor in, though? Like, I feel like coaches' clocks are a lot shorter. You don't have your long-time coaches, in, like, except for Gruden, who signs a 30-year deal or whatever he signed with the Raiders. <laughs> but, like, you don't have those – that the coaches don't have time to develop and become good head coaches. So I feel like they went from getting five years to only three, which says, all right, I got to latch on to a quarterback, and he better be good while I'm still here. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. That's the game of football now. It's changing, and you got to win now, or you know the fans are going to start talking. And if the owners, if the fans don't see the owners trying to win, yeah, they start to jump ship. I just, I they become Bucks fans. They, they exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh huh. Like, oh, I'll just latch on to these guys. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, but I, I, as unfair as I think things have been to Tua, and Pierre knows it. Like, this is not the first Pierre is hearing of me just <laughs> fawning over Tua and mindlessly defending him, but. It's not conducive to a quarterback that might need a little seasoning. And I think it's clear that Tua probably needs a little seasoning. But in this NFL, 
again, if you're not starting by year two, like we talked about Trey Lance. Trey Lance better damn well be the starter for the 49ers by year two next year, or there's going to be some major question marks. Why isn't Trey Lance in? The Bears have already cut the cord and said, Justin Fields, you're our guy now. Andy Dalton, other than an injury, is never going to be the starting quarterback again for the Bears. I, I think Trey Lance is in a different situation from Tua or you know the other quarterbacks, Justin Fields. You know, um, Andy got hurt, so he was forced into mm-hmm. it. But Trey Lance, if Jimmy keeps playing well or plays well, I don't know if he's still playing well. I, I haven't watched. But if Jimmy does well, there's no reason to put in Trey Lance. You know, just let him learn, just so like he did in New England. What Besides happens- that pressure, that's the thing, though. There is no reason except for the outside noise, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you're secure in what you're doing, a la the Patriots for all those years, then you don't listen to any of the outside noise. But then that presents this hypothetical. Uh, if Jimmy Garoppolo is awesome mm-hmm. this year, and they make the playoffs, make a deep run, and he gets – there's talk about an extension, but you have Trey Lance sitting in that quarterback room. What do you do? Because – then you, I think you go you need with the hot hand, yeah, <laughs> especially a quarterback. <laughs> then you need to make a decision, though. Like, do we start at least having initial conversations to shop this guy? And that's what's tough because you can't hang on to Trey Lance if he's yeah. just sitting in your quarterback room. That mm-hmm. becomes a Jordan Love esque distraction, exactly. like we saw with the Packers. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to this question: What is the amount of time that a team should take before it knows whether or not a quarterback is the real deal, or whether or not? The quarterback is not a fit. How many years should it take for an NFL team to know whether or not their rookie quarterback is good to go or he needs to go? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. We have a lot of social media reaction on this. Mm-hmm. But again, how many seasons does a team give a first-round quarterback they drafted before they decide if he's long-term or he's not a fit? And it sounds like, Pierre, you're on board with us where it's three years. Like, at the end of season three, yes. that's sort of the yes. magic number where forget financials for a moment. Forget how it fits under the cap and whether or not you need to start uh, making preparations for picking up that fifth-year option. Just in your mind, and the talent evaluators, if the team goes through a third season with an NFL quarterback, they need to know or start knowing at that moment if he's it or if they need to start shopping him and uh, maybe cutting ties with him. No, I agree because your first year, obviously, you're thrown into the fire. Your second year should definitely be a big jump. Okay. You know, should not make rookie So mistakes. year three used to be that big jump year, though. Like, that used to be where, hey, that's where that guy finally made the, the leap. Now it's year de- two. Depending on how much playing time because quarterbacks either have 100% playing time or not enough playing sure. time. Uh, but, you know, in practice, practice is not the same as the game. So year one and year two, depending on how much playing time, you should have an idea. Mm-hmm. In year three, real life game situation, if he's not playing, he still deserves some slack, but there's no picking up the fifth option because mm-hmm. there's, there's a reason why he's not playing too. Right. Um, but that that's that's where we're at right now. Tua's getting more experience and – that 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 decision is coming sooner than we think. Hey, 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 go ahead, Coco. Now you usually know though. How many quarterbacks have you seen not be good early on in their career and then be good? There aren't many that make no. that that huge leap of 
you kind of see something in quarterbacks. Unless they have Adam Gase as their head coach, then you have no but idea if they're going to This is where I don't understand. T- Tannehill and Tannehill. Um, Darnold, Sam Darnold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Adam Gase. What? Adam Gase, yeah. both yeah. of them. But dude, think, I mean, think about this here. Like, the Dolphins are going to, by the end of next year, and I think it's already started because, like I said yesterday, this feels like the beginning of the end because, uh, you know, last year, you, in the pivotal moments, you could really evaluate Tua late in games. What did you do? You pulled him. And so this year, you thought you improved the offensive line. You clearly haven't. You've made it worse. And now he's getting his brains beaten in and his ribs are busted up now. Like This is tough. And there's so much negativity now. It would have been so much easier on the Dolphins if they would have stuck to the, this is an evaluation year for this team. We're actually not a playoff team. They got caught up in winning some games early and being in contention to where I think they rushed to it. It would have been so much easier on everybody if he just started this year, if this was the year he started, you stuck with Ryan Fitzpatrick last year, and you proceeded like that. But now you're in a spot where it's, uh, Tua doesn't have it. Tua is inconsistent. But you also can't evaluate him now anymore for at least the next couple of weeks because he has these busted ribs. I don't know how you turn the direction of this. It seems like the momentum is all pushing towards uh, this doesn't feel good. Between the Dolphins, he and just has Tua. to light it up one more in a game, and the conversation to change. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> what he's got to light it up. He's got to light it up two two games in a row, win some games, throw some touchdown passes, more than five yard passes. But and what's, then we'll, we'll what, <laughs> what's throwing me off? <laughs> and you're probably right, but what's throwing me off about this, Pierre, is this is the same damn organization that gave Ryan Tannehill eight years. Eight. They learned from it. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> they learned from it. Yeah. They learned from it. He was like, hey, we're not putting nobody on a long leash like that. No. Anymore. And, and then he left the Dolphins with nobody still knowing what he was. And then he finally found a home where they are able to maximize him there. And he's been a top five quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he's the best Statistic, red zone quarterback in the league. It could be the supporting cast that he has. Probably. Quarterbacks need a supporting cast. You know, yeah. it's not all no quarterback. So, you know, two in the receivers and the tight ends got to get together and, you know, make a package, just, you know, hang it out on the line for everybody. Be easier when his ribs aren't broken. Uh, how many seasons does a team give a first-round quarterback they drafted before they decide if he's a long-term option or just not a fit? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I'm ready for the Jets to cut Zach Wilson. Oh, no. <laughs> After four, four interceptions, <laughs> hey, I'm out. Pierre, how about the uh, four interceptions and four completions at one point for Zach Wilson on Sunday? Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm a Zach Wilson believer. Um, I like the way he throws the ball. I like his confidence. Um, interceptions are going to happen. You know, it's part of learning. Uh, he, it's his first year. Things move a lot faster, but he will get better. I, I, I believe in him. Well, Coquel was saying that he was giving credit uh, to Zach Wilson. His, his completion percentage was up into the 70s if you count the Patriots who caught the football. Yeah, it's the crowd. It's a completion. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, 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 I look at, at like Sam Darnold, for example. And Sam Darnold, you remember going into year three, he got off to a good first two games, and then the mono happened. Mm-hmm. and the bottom fell off. But leading into year three with him and the Jets, it was, this is the year. This is when he's going to get it done. This is when he's going to make the leap. And then he didn't make the leap. And then last year, you just knew it was a wash year. Like, that was a done deal, and they didn't pick up the, the fifth-year option, and they sent him to Carolina. But the Jets sort of elongated that process. So we say three years, but the Jets did give it another year. Well, again, they had Adam Gase. They didn't know who he was. You don't know who your quarterback is with that guy. And also, there was the mono situation, which – 
Still baffles my mind that an NFL player, let alone quarterback, got mono in their 20s. I thought mono you get when you're 13. Pierre, when things like that happen to the Jets, do you guys just laugh in the other locker rooms like, oh, my God, the Jets? Man, it's it's it doesn't surprise us. We just move forward and look forward to the <laughs> yeah. game because things things happen, and you're like, wow, glad it's not me. You're glad it's not us. Wait, so when you were with Indy, because that mm-hmm. was those were the powerhouse teams you were with. Mm-hmm. When you were with Indy and there was a team that bad things happened, what was the team that you laughed at? Like, oh, man, what a clown show over there. Oh, I have to think back. Because you take uh, a lot of shots at Cleveland, so I'm just assuming it's the Browns. <laughs> Cleveland, we didn't play them enough to pay attention <laughs> to them. Um, Jacksonville had a lot of issues. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Houston was going through a quarterback turmoil, just you know, uh-huh. revolving door of quarterbacks. Um, Did you guys uh, discuss other teams and other locker rooms? And oh uh, yeah, we 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 watch we we hear what everybody else hears. Um, you know the 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 news that you know DUIs and arrests, uh-huh. and partying, and you know. Guys jumping into the lake, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the also lake jumping. Yeah, yeah. so, you know. It, but, uh, you know, it, it, we laugh at it. We're just happy it's not uh, us or, or a part of us. But, uh-huh. you know, sometimes it does. But it's it, it, it's it's the league. I know? mean, just look at my Jets fandom. Even in the last bunch of years, quarterback gets mono. Linebacker breaks quarterback's jaw. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what happens in to a, my dry, starting uh, quarterbacks. Uh, uh, a running back that was on the highway. He was just he was just hungover. Yeah, I, I remember that story. I was like, "Jeez, uh huh." It, it, it was a lot going on, and it's New York City, so you know it, it's it easy to get caught up in some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, a surprise. little bit easier to get caught up in that in New York than in Indianapolis. Exactly, not nothing going on in Indy. I do <laughs> love the thought. I do love the thought of like Petty Pierre sitting in the locker room laughing at other teams. That's good. Uh, well, you know you. Got Gotta use anything that. against the other team that you're going to play against. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. at some point you gotta have some weapon uh, to, you know, because you're gonna have a match against them. And sure. You have to remember to have some ammo to like, hey, you guys suck. Wait, did you <laughs> did you trash talk? Were you a trash talker? A hundred percent. Wow. I so so God's honest truth, I would have never never thought football that is that different was the from case. real life. Yeah, but that, so, you know. and yeah. that's what I've heard about Pierre from the mutual friends we have. They're like, don't go by this soft spoken guy that you you deal with. <laughs> that's field, not who he is. Dude. Yeah, exactly. It's life or death on the field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a job. <laughs> I love that petty Pierre man. That's good. I actually think that needs to turn into a segment where Pierre just sort of takes some petty shots at some players and teams. Now that you're outside of the league, uh, you don't we, have we to do it, account for it. We, we do it on the field when we're not mic'd up. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre still needs to, to protect some of his relationships. We'll come up with a roster of radio hosts that you can attack yeah, now. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, attack the radio hosts. The they can't say to you. Exactly. All the podcasters. Uh, right all, all the podcasters. Absolutely. See, he's off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre Garcon hanging out with us uh, again. John I. Leonard grad played with the Colts, the Washington football team, San Fran. Uh, and now he's riding with, he can tell me how much Tua uh, hasn't shown anything. Now he's uh, he's riding with Heineke now uh, with this Washington football team. This is unbelievable how it took two games and now he's going to throw Taylor Heineke in my face. Ah, he was impressive, man. He was impressive. We Washington football team tried to lose the game, but, <laughs> you know, Heineke, Heineke, he, he made one mistake. <laughs> that was yeah. one mistake, but it was a uh, that was a uh, like a unfamiliar territory for both of the players. It wasn't just uh, uh, Heineke's fault, but you know, it, I, we can, I can dissect that play more. But you know, that's yeah, another yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought they tried to give it away, man. But Pierre Garcon is pro Taylor Heineke. Do you think that if Ryan Fitzpatrick, because you you sat here like a month ago and you I, said Ken. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think he's going to have a great year. I believe in him. I believe in Fitzpatrick because he's, you know, he's got so much experience. 
Heineke throws the ball with, you know, confidence. You know, he has a nice spiral. You know, he's he ha- he's definitive on where he's throwing it. Fitzpatrick has the knowledge. Mm-hmm. He just got hurt, you know. <laughs> it's right, just, it's give just, us the behind the scenes. Did he get really get hurt on a slip and slide, or is it a football injury? Because there's rumors that he got hurt on a slip and slide. Out of, I thought out of it was on the game day. I, just, I thought yeah, he I thought got he hit in the game. game. And oh, there's a caller that called in, and it took yeah. national news that they saw him limping around a water park after going down the fast flume, and he was walking with his kids. It's everywhere I, nationally that oh he was hurt God. before he entered the game. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, like, that, that's but happened not, before. That's happened before. <laughs> Quarterbacks yeah. can hide injuries way easier than anybody else. Well, they that, can hide injuries. That's like when I was and covering the, uh, when I was covering the Dolphins and David Garrard right before the final preseason game was swimming with his kids and hurt himself in the pool. And then that ended his season and ended his hopes of being the the starting quarterback. Did you? How close did you ever bec- uh, come to having one of those bad off the field? Like I was joking around, screwing around, and almost hurt myself. Situations. I never really, you know, put myself in a position to do that. You just wrapped but, yourself but, in bubble wrap after the season. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that you're you're just doing your everyday activity, like going down the stairs or going up the stair, or you know, just <laughs> just. Because we had uh, D'Angelo Hall. He got hurt. He tore his Achilles or re-injured his Achilles mm-hmm. making a pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, you're like, you're like how? Oh my God. But it happens. Was the pizza good? Know? Yeah, it better have been worth it. Jesus, man. It happens. But I, I got lucky. I, I didn't get injured that much. You know, I, I didn't have any of those freak accidents. But, yeah. But it happens. Oh, that's so scary. Like you guys got to give up hooping. You got to give up going out yeah. playing soccer or anything else. Right? Everything you have to be like. All right, is this danger? Jet skiing. I love coming down home after the season and go on a jet ski. You I'm know, sure teams are thrilled to hear the Pierre Garcon going <laughs> jet skiing in the offseason. But what do you do in South Florida? Right. Did right. you see when Lamar got tackled over the jet ski? Yeah, I was gonna say, or you play beach football trying to run a jet ski <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah, All right. Pierre makes a good point. You can either be jet skiing or you could get tackled <laughs> over the jet ski. Probably staying on the jet ski is a good thing. It's gonna be around. <laughs> but anyone who knows Lamar knows he's not gonna stop doing those things. That's just who he is as a kid, and we he, all he wish will. he will. He will. He will. He will. As you get older, as you get older. Yeah. You know, you get more common sense. Yeah, like, and I'm okay with him doing the the pickup football games on the tennis court with down the in Deerfield. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, getting tackled over the jet ski—that's where I was like, Lamar, come on, bro. Why? Why? Maybe he's learning. He said yesterday that he's sore from doing the flips <laughs> into the end zone. His hip hurts. Your and body, his arms yeah. Hurt. Your body starts to sometimes, to, to, yeah. to let you know that you can't. And <laughs> this ain't what it used to be. Age is gonna dictate whether or not you can do those things <laughs> mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many seasons does a team give a first round quarterback they drafted before they? decide if he's long-term or not a fit we say collectively uh, at the end of year three a team should know one way or another if they're going to need to start making alternate plans or if they're going to keep their guy 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 and tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Dr. Jim Reardon, the man in charge, he's been doing it for 22 years. He has known that he has a program that can sustain, and he is going to give you an MBA that gives you a long-term deal into the sports industry, whether it is the ACC, like we talked about earlier this week, a number of FAU MBA Sport Management Program students working with or have worked with the ACC. We're talking pro sports teams, the Dolphins, the Panthers, the Heat. We're talking local sports commissions. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. You can take their course.
courses online. It's super convenient or on campus in beautiful Boca Raton. That's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Sign up for spring semester courses now. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport for the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Pierre Garcon hanging out with us. And when we return, does Bill Belichick regret letting Brady go? We'll discuss when we come back. He's Pierre Garcon. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levick. No, you're gone. We still a team. Pierre Garcon hanging out with us on this Thursday. Ken Levick Live featuring Coquel. Check out the podcast. It's free wherever you get your podcast. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel Podcast, Apple Podcast. Subscribe to it. Get it right to your device. It's our gift to you because we we love you. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel Podcast. Again, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Tom Brady's dad is speaking up. Tom Brady's trainer is speaking up. And this is all in advance of next weekend when the Bucks take on the Patriots in Foxborough. Tom Brady's return. So already the lead-up has started, and the main idea, uh, hey, this was Bill Belichick's idea for Tom Brady to no longer be with that organization. And Bill Belichick, I wonder if he regrets it. We'll talk about that in just a second, but I uh, want to get to the phones. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's the number. Let's go to Port St. Lucie. That's where we find Travis. Travis, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Travis? Hey, how we doing, guys? Good, man. Hey, uh, just real quick, uh, Pierre, you know, I heard you on the radio. I just wanted to let you know, uh, went to Otterbein from 04 07 and uh i absolutely hated having the game plan against you every single week um so thanks for ruining my mount union week for four years at sorry so, about that man sorry about that what position did I you play just wanted to uh i was an offensive lineman so thank god i didn't even have to try to tackle you but um i just want to let you know sir you are the best wide receiver talent that i had ever laid eyes on so I appreciate um, it, I just man. wanted I to let you know, man. Yeah. Division You're the man three love. Division so. three love. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. It. Absolutely. Absolutely, sir. Appreciate Thank you, you so calling. much, man. Thank you. Yep, no problem. Good stuff, Travis. Uh, and, All right, now tell us what you really think about yeah, Otterbein. So, so let's, let's t- yeah, uh, Otterbein, did they ever even come close to beating you when you were Nah, they were there? always competitive, but, you know. That's, the, that's a way there, of there, saying there, Yeah, now, yeah. There's, uh, there's Mount Union at the top of the division, and then there's Everybody else. And everybody else is just <laughs> <laughs> the mouth. I like it's, it's, Pierre trying to put Otterbein down easy. He's like, oh, they were They're like the fourth, fourth best team in the conference, but okay. some years they can surprise you and you're like, okay, they're serious. But you know, it you know, fourth quarter, third third quarter comes around, you know, It's over. Yeah. That's it, a beautiful but part. But of they're them. competitive in the middle pack of the division. Yeah. That's yeah. a beautiful part about football though. Like you guys competed against each other in a game that's basically gladiator. You know, with with a little bit of rules in it, right. and yet he's calling you up to say, "Hey, man, I really appreciate I really appreciate when you slayed that tiger, basically. If it's yeah. gladiator days, yeah. thanks for killing that large game animal. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, I want to discuss Belichick here. So, so if we could hear Tom Brady Senior, so Tom's dad, who has never met 
uh, radio interview that he doesn't like. I mean, Tom <laughs> Brady's dad is all over the place. Mm-hmm. He was on Tom Coran's Patriot Way podcast, and uh, they were discussing Tom Brady's season last season and how it might have felt to Tom Brady and to the Brady family seeing what he did in Tampa. Do you find a measure of vindication for your kid? Damn Whether- right. Damn right. <laughs> Belichick wanted him out the door, and last year he threw 56 touchdowns. I think that's a pretty good year. Do you think that Tom feels the same way? Damn right. <laughs> so- Damn right. Yeah, so so it's pretty emphatic, but also, why is he saying damn rights? You know, the S, <laughs> that's, that's how strong it is. It's multiple damn rights. Are, are right, there, right, are there right. plural? He said damn right twice. Maybe that's like extra plurals. I don't understand what he's doing there, so but that's emphatic. He's making, he's making Bill Belichick feel it. Yeah, he is. He's, those S's, Belichick's like, he's sitting in his office game plan. And he's like, ooh, what was that? that oh, man. Um, but but it, it is clear that I mean he's speaking for his kid there, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's any mistaking that uh, yeah I, I think that family as a whole has a little bit of edge to him and I think that there is a vindication like uh, hey, we did not uh, think that our guy we do not think Tom was treated fairly. he was forced out. it wasn't the other way around uh, and it, this it, it sounds like off of that you always think that hey that maybe that could have been avoided, right? That's news to me to feel like, you know, Tom Brady was forced out because you would never think you would want to force out Tom Brady, even if you're having a bad year. It's like, well, Peyton, you don't want to force him out. Like, if he wants to leave, that's fine. But you don't really want to push him out the door if he's physically capable to keep playing. Like, that's strong stuff, saying that Belichick forced him out. And then, Coquel's favorite guy, uh, what's what's his first name? Alex? The witch doctor? Alex Guerrero. Alex Guerrero, Tom Brady's trainer that has kept Tom Brady 25 years old for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said... Magically. Magically. Must be in the avocados. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. He said, quote, the interesting thing here is... And this is just me as an outsider. It was like Bill never really, I think his emotions and feelings never evolved with age. I think in time with Tom, as Tom got into his late 30s or early 40s, I think Belichick was still trying to treat him like a 20-year-old kid that he drafted. And all the players, I think, realized Tom was just different. He's older, so he should be treated differently. And all the players, none of them would have cared that he was treated differently. I think that was such a Bill thing. He never evolved. So you can't treat someone who's in his 40s like they're 20 it doesn't. I, I've I've heard that before, where Bill Belichick treats everyone the same. You know, like you say, some guys do have leverage, you know, to get treated different. But I didn't think Bill Belichick wanted to give that off mm-hmm. as, hey, you're bigger than a team because they run a tight organization over there. So I I I can't understand that. And Tom Brady, at any time, you do get tired of being treated like a twenty year old instead of you sure. Know, a five-time, six-time Super Bowl champion. And so Bill Belichick is stubborn. Like We already knew that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's not able to evolve his coach-player relationship with Tom Brady, I think that's a, a damning indictment on Belichick. I think I think Tom probably just took it too personal. So you think Tom took it too personal? <laughs> no, I don't, you know, no, I would take it personal, too, if after winning six Super Bowl champions or five or whatever or not. And, you know, he's still coach still yelling at me. But if that's the way Tom um, – Bill Belichick is, you know, you kind of just let it roll off to your back. 
Well, then let me – so so say you were in a similar situation, and you as a wide receiver, there's no way you would have stayed with the Patriots for nah, eight, nah, nine nah. seasons. Not because you weren't good, but because they would not have valued you. Uh, and Like they do their white wide receivers. <laughs> would you stop? They even recycled those guys. Um, but but would, you, would you be okay sticking around if you're 31 years old and you're still getting treated like 21-year-old out of Mountain Union? Peter, no, so? you wouldn't. You wouldn't, but – you know, you're on a winning team, you know, the overall picture is like, hey, things are going great. You know, I don't know if they won the last time Tom Brady was there, but that's, you know, the organization, you're part of a winning organization mm-hmm. that kind of cures everything, mm-hmm. you know, but the respect between, you know, men, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady is, you know, still got to be upheld to Tom, to both guys, you know, expectations and Tom Brady probably did get tired of it and they're not winning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, and they always say, hey, Garoppolo's the next, and Jacoby Brissett's the next. So it's like, right, hey. there was always the next. Mm-hmm. And now, now, Tom Brady was 42 years old in his final season with the Patriots. So the Patriots were going to have to start planning post-Brady. Mm-hmm. But then that begs this question. Do you think that after seeing what Brady did last year, now Brady's talking about playing until he's 50, do, does Bill Belichick and do the Patriots, should they regret Pushing in Tom Brady Sr.'s words, damn right. Damn right. Should right. they <laughs> regret pushing Tom Brady out? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Should the Patriots and Belichick regret pushing out 42-year-old Tom Brady? Because they were going to have to plan for the future. They do have another rookie quarterback now uh, who, man, is he getting talked up for someone who hasn't played all that well. But that's a different story for Mm -hmm. a different time. But then the dude goes down to Tampa and throws 56 touchdowns and wins a Super Bowl last year. Should the Patriots regret, and Belichick especially, regret pushing out 42-year-old Tom Brady? 888-760-3776. But Bill Belichick didn't just push out Tom Brady. He pushed out other players too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like that, I guess that's the Patriot way. But I also, feel, but Tom Brady was the centerpiece I of agree. all of that. I agree. Stuff. Of the NFL. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. The whole the face of the league. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Joe is in Jupiter. Joe, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Great to talk to you again, Pierre Garcon. How you doing? I was able to talk to you a few weeks ago briefly. Doing great. I'm their biggest Cowboy fan. They'll tell you that. <laughs> um, I do want to comment on your. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you're good, buddy. I don't know. I do want to comment on the uh, football team from the other night. I agree with you. I, I watched that whole game, even though I can't stand the team just because they're in FC East. <laughs> I do appreciate t- talent when there's there. Mm-hmm. Heineke impressed me. And you know who else is impressive that I've really watched a lot of that I haven't is Scary Terry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's he, very good. He's he, 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 He's, a, he's, he's on a mission. I mean, in a good way. Yes, he's on a mission. Every time he gets that ball, he's on a mission. Yep. Yeah. The, the, oh man, he and, got that burst. Like I mean, I, I, I knew he was good, but and Joe, that's a good I was call. Super and, and and appreciate the call, uh, uh, Terry McLaurin. What what makes him you, how you know he's good is that he can adapt to any quarterback. The quarterback doesn't matter with mm-hmm. him. He's going to get open and he's going to fight for the ball and he's going to be extremely physical. That's the sign. And he's of, fast. And he's fast. That's the sign of an outstanding receiver. 
yeah, we don't care who throws it to uh-huh. us. We just got to catch you. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that's how you played your career. You like, had no choice. It you, doesn't, you doesn't matter were, if it's coming from a left-hand quarterback, right-hand quarterback, right. underhand, hey, catch it. <laughs> and you were traded to a guy who almost never missed when you got into the league with Peyton Manning. That was uh, the best thing to happen. Yeah. Yeah, because you you knew what <laughs> how to be be ready anytime a ball was coming your yes, way. I'm sure that helped you with the lesser quarterbacks. Hey, he was like, hey, just throw it. Just be there. Be at the spot. And yeah. we'll do the rest. Yeah. That, see, that's incredible. I love that. I love the fact that you play with Peyton because now I just realized <laughs> we can go over those Omaha calls and what everything really means in a little bit. Or even off the air, I'm going to keep you here for two hours to discuss Peyton Manning's <laughs> checks and what he's Hope seeing. you don't have plans later today, Pierre. Uh, let's go to Richard in West Palm. Richard, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, bud? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, man. I think, I think what happened with Tom Brady is with the Wes Welker deal, When I think he reconstructed his contract to try to get Wes Welker to stay. And they wouldn't budge on the contract. I think he left like a hundred grand, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't sign him. And I think Tom Brady saw that and was like, "Man, if they do that to him, what are they going to do to me?" Yeah, I think after that kind of deal, I think he kind of got sour. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think that there was some bitterness there. I don't think that he, was the end all be all, but I think it was a collection of things like that. I think there there's something to be said for that. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's all I had to say. But I really believe uh, that was like his guy. I mean, he was like, "All right, if I do this," and I think he signed. If I maybe wrong, it was like a hundred grand more for Denver. Yeah, it was like a yeah. slap in the face. It wasn't any. Yeah, it wasn't anything overly significant. Do you think? And just back to the original question, Richard. Do you think that Belichick and the Patriots should regret pushing out? Oh, you, you know, game? you know, when they got in the playoffs and he made that Super Bowl, Drove him crazy. he didn't want to watch the news media. Yeah, you know, he didn't want to because he was going to get. Because if if he didn't make the Super Bowl. You would have the argument, who's better, the coach or the quarterback? Uh-huh. After that year, the quarterback won that argument Hit right out. You can't argue, you can't dispute it, because Tom Brady took it to the Super Bowl and won. Belichick didn't. Richard, we're on the same page on that. I, I completely agree. That's a good way to put it, too. In I the, agree. the I agree. constant discussion of, was it coach or quarterback? Was it chicken or the egg? It was quarterback over coach, and last year proved it. They should have hung around. And it was a home team Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. A historic home <laughs> team time. Super Bowl win. Absolutely. Clearly, Bill Belichick's overrated. <laughs> hey, that's in the question. <laughs> Pierre Garcelle. That's in the question. This All right, Pierre, join me here. Yes. That's in the question. Hey, he it. loses this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, hot play? seat, right? Who do they hot play? Oh, who do they play? I got to look it up. But either way, hot seat, that's right? Hot. Pierre, oh, Garcelle's, Pierre Garcelle's evolution into accepting <laughs> the hot takey sports talk world, it makes me Embrace so happy. Embrace the Rob, dark side. Robert Kraft is committed to Bill Belichick. I don't think he would ever pull that trigger. No, no, but it's still oh, doesn't mean we can't. getting warm. <laughs> That's a warm Tukas, absolutely. Hey, uh, Coquel, do we want to do some weekend warriors here? Yeah, sure. All right, it is the fantasy contest sweeping Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast at the very least, or maybe even just West Palm, but we sure do have fun with it. Bud Light and Braun Distributing present Weekend Warriors. Last week, Joe and Jupiter was our winner uh, when he took Derrick Henry as his running back, and Derrick Henry racked up the fantasy points. Pierre, that wasn't even close yeah. after what he did in Seattle. So Joe and Jupiter, he won a $100 gift card uh, at, to the Snuggery in Palm Beach Gardens. This week, the venue is the Brass Monkey in Lake Worth, the Brass Monkey in Lake Worth. You're playing for a $100 gift card to the Brass Monkey in Lake Worth. You can drink Bud Lights 
to your heart's desire if you win this edition of Weekend Warriors. This week, we're going uh, wide receivers. Wide receivers this week. That is going to be the five players that we mentioned. So how do you play Weekend Warriors? I'm going to give you five names. The five highest projected point totals associated with wide receivers this week. You call in at 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you... Pick one wide receiver of the five that I name. If that wide receiver, according to ESPN PPR scoring, has the highest score at the end of week three, then you win that $100 gift card to Brass Monkey in Lake Worth. Does that sound clear enough, Pierre? Sounds clear enough. All right. I should be good at this one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we will get our callers lined up here. And so what we're going to do is typically – I play this. We have four callers come in, and then I pick uh, whatever is left. Mm-hmm. Pierre is going to have whatever is left this week. Pierre is going to be playing here. Weekend Warriors, four callers, and then Pierre will get the player that is left. If <laughs> Pierre wins, if Pierre wins, Weekend Warriors, that means no listener wins this week, and it rolls over to next week. How about that? That's right. Because you got to earn it, damn it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I'm going to give the five players right now, the five wide receivers uh, that are going to be part of Weekend Warriors this week. So line it up at 888-760-3776. 3776 And then... We will take our callers, our participants, they will pick a name, and then whatever name is left of the five that I name, Pierre will have that player. And again, if Pierre wins, it holds over into next week. Brass Monkey and Lake Worth, $100 gift card. That is what we are playing for. It is Bud Light Brown Distributing Weekend Warriors. Again, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Let's go ahead and give the names here. We're going to give the names. We're going to start uh, Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs, they have the Chargers this week. Tyreek Hill, <laughs> the Chiefs, they have the Chargers this week. Devontae Adams, Packers, they are at San Francisco. Devontae Adams, Packers, at San Francisco. DeAndre Hopkins, Cardinals, they are at Jacksonville. A.J. Braun of the Titans, they are home against Indy. And then Tyler Lockett, Seattle, at Minnesota. Those are the five wide receivers that we are picking here in Weekend Warriors. 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. And again, it is ESPN PPR scoring, right, Coquel? Just to make sure that we are abundantly clear. It's whatever comes through on my app. (laughs) That's what we're doing. ESPN PPR. That's how we're doing the scoring. Uh, Let's start with JC in Jupiter. JC, is it Tyreek Hill against the Chargers, Devontae Adams against San Francisco, Hopkins against Jacksonville, A.J. Brown against Indy, or Lockett against Minnesota? You have the first pick. Defense, I'm definitely taking A.J. Brown. You're taking A.J. Brown. J.C. and Jupiter is going A.J. Brown. J.C., thank you so much. Uh, Let's go to Mark in West Palm. Mark, who do you have of Hill, Adams, Hopkins, Lockett? I'm going to go Hopkins. All right, Mark is taking DeAndre Hopkins. Murray and Hopkins are so fun to watch, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's go to Steve in Jupiter. Steve, it is down to Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, and Tyler Lockett. 
I will go with Tyler Lockett. All mm. right, Tyler Lockett, mm. Steve in Jupiter. Oh, the the reaction from mm. Pierre leads me to believe that he might not agree with the number three pick. <laughs> the drama, I like it. <laughs> Eddie Pierre, uh, <laughs> Mike in Wellington. It is up to you. Whoever you don't pick, Pierre is going to have that selection. Trying to beat the callers. All right, Mike. Between Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams, who are you picking? I'm going to go Tyreek. All right. So That's that means that Devontae Adams belongs to Pierre Garcia. I like that pick, Devontae Adams. I think that's a strong pick. Now, very, very strong. The Niners secondary is strong. Yeah, I've, seen Aaron can... I, I've seen them before. <laughs> I, I've seen that up close and personal. And so that means we were talking about quarterbacks and wide receivers dependent on quarterbacks. And of this group, the best quarterback I can in see that Devontae group, with two touchdowns. Uh-huh. I think Aaron Rodgers can ball out against his nemesis, the San Francisco 49ers. And I think he owes the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, is it in San Fran or is it, it in? It is in San Fran. So that's the Makes team it a little tougher. he wanted to be traded to in the offseason, reportedly. Big stage, Sunday trigger. night game. Sunday night, exactly. Prime wow. time. And He's going to put on a show. Yep, and Pierre said Sunday night. That's the best yes. time to play. Yes, yes. And he's just coming off a Monday night victory, uh-huh. too. He's hot. That's, that's absolutely right. The cheetah is the picker here. That's the one you got to go with. Yeah, they've been Coming. tearing up the Chargers for a while. It's like an annual tradition. <laughs> and he got shut down by the Ravens last week. Like oh, he was completely call. taken out of the game. So I think he's going to bounce back and say, okay, well, this isn't going to become a regular thing. So JC has A.J. Brown. Mark has DeAndre Hopkins. Steve going with Tyler Lockett. Mike has Tyree Kill and Pierre Garçon with Devontae Adams. That's go right. Pack, go <laughs> Pierre is a pack fan this week, baby. When we come back, we're not done yet because we still have more to give away. I am like Oprah. <laughs> you get a gift card, and you get a gift card, and you get a gift card. Except Oprah was never hanging out with NFL royalty. That's right. I called you NFL royalty. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right. Or me. <laughs> oh, yep. He's Pierre Garçon. <laughs> He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick, and we're live on ESPN. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. Panthers, Texans, Titanic matchup coming up Thursday night football. And it's here on ESPN 106.3. Pierre Garcon, he played in a couple of Thursday night games. He didn't really enjoy them because Thursdays are just kind of eh, right? Real quick, not enough scouting, traveling. If it's a away game too, it comes fast. At least you get sort of a, I mean, after that, a little bit of a, a weekend, right? If you win, <laughs> if you lose, not so if much. If you lose, you're like, man, I hope they don't make us practice on, <laughs> on Saturday. I hope they don't make us practice on Monday. <laughs> Especially early in the year, too, where you're like, hey, oh, your body's yeah. not that beat up yet, so you guys can practice a little harder on Monday. That's a really raw deal if your coach makes you come in and practice on Saturday. 
It's happened before. <laughs> that sucks. It's happened before. Yeah. Things, things, you know, things don't go well early in the year, and you have to, you know, turn it around. That really sucks. Got to right the ship, Kenny. Uh-huh, <laughs> that's right. Football head coach Meatball. Ken Levick Alive featuring Cocal Pierre Garçon with us. Uh, again, former Colt Redskin, uh, now Washington football team, and 49er. I know, I, I screwed up. But when he played with them, they were the Redskins, okay? Oh, good. Stop I, with I the R word. I still mess it up. Yeah. I still mess it up. I do it all the time still. I'm going to to start dumping this stuff. The R word. <laughs> it's like, the, it's like the San Diego Chargers. Uh, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, uh, Can't get used to it yet. I'm not am, in San Diego anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? Uh, I am uh, all in, by the way, on the Washington Armada. I like that. That's one of the finalists of the the eight. Is the Washington Armada? I like that. It's like no, ships. It's a group of it. ships. No, it's nope. not going to do it for no you. Chance. Red foxes. We didn't do this yet with with Pierre, did we? Oh, we were actually on the call too, with you know helping with the name change. Really? Oh, some of the some of the you know Ooh, alumni. Excuse me, Pierre. I didn't <laughs> yeah, know we, we still don't know what the name. Is. But I, I want to do a bit, and Pierre's like, no, actually, I'm in the decision process for the name. Oh, okay, but, but, sorry. But there's none. <laughs> none there, <yet. laughs> what yet? If, if Pierre could name the team, what is it? Yeah, what would you call? What it? did I come? Uh, what did I like? <laughs> Um, the that was a while ago. The Lancers. It was a while ago. I can't remember. It'll come to me, but it was a while ago. It was over the summertime. or Because yeah, I can't remember. There was eight finalists the last time I saw, and I remember I latched onto the Armada because it sounds cool. Pierre smacked that down, so I guess it's not going to be Armada at this well, point. Um, uh, but, Coquel, you liked the... Um, uh, I can't remember which one you liked. It was, I know, I'm trying to look now myself. Yeah, this the, is a great segment. Yeah, <laughs> this is going increasingly well. Uh, how much time are you going to give to uh, to the Texans and the uh, the Panthers tonight, Pierre? I forgot it was on tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot That's, it was on tonight. I did too until I woke up. I'm like, oh, God, it's Thursday. What's the And game? then uh, Tyrod Taylor's not playing. Right. Um, Deshaun Watson's not playing. David Mills getting the start. David Mills. Stanford? I don't know. I believe. I have no idea. He was one of those guys two years ago. He ended up being a third-round draft pick, but he was one of the guys that they said someone may trade back into the first round because he's a developmental guy and get that extra year of rights, mm-hmm. but I still probably won't watch. <laughs> it's exciting for you know quarterbacks to get their first start on national TV. You can either sink or you can you know, rise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so this is a Super Bowl. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Oh, uh, I was thinking about this during the break, too. We were talking about how like Belichick would not stop uh, treating Tom Brady like a 20-year-old, like a, a, a young player, and that really became divisive, mm-hmm. it, it seems. Uh, we, you, you, had, you had Dungy mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. How did he treat veterans? Ah, was he was it different nicest, than young guys? Nicest guy ever. Like, he, you wouldn't even think he was a football coach. Really? You know, you'd think he was you know, just a manager or something. He was the nicest guy hmm. ever. He, you'd think he's the team cha- um, chapel, chaplain. Right, like, right, right. Like, that's, that's how awesome and cool and laid back he was so he was able to command respect like that yeah he was just being himself like you know he had nothing to prove you know what he said you know guys wanted to play for him you know you didn't want to disappoint him you wanted to you know impress him you you know he didn't yell he didn't never did but you knew he was smart that's so he knows football because he played and he coached sure you know and he doesn't have nothing to prove, and he's just—he was just like a, a nice father guy. influence. Exactly, That's you didn't want to disappoint him. You did not want to let him down yeah. because you can tell it what, made it feel know. that much more worse. Exactly, um, he's, like, he's a great guy. Like, yeah. why would you do that to his team, or why would you, you know, Man. put the team in jeopardy? Dungey's got such a way with words that I read his entire book, and that tells you yes, something. I don't yes. read, and I read Quiet Strength, and it was a great read. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, uh, he, they gave us a copy of that. I, I still haven't read it yet. It's a re- it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're disappointed, Coach Dungey. I'm Peter. sorry. I, I need to. I need to get better at it. it it'll <laughs> make you a better person. Look how I good agree. I turned out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're you're well-rounded. Uh, what are the names real quick? The Red Hogs. Okay. That's the one nope. you wanted. I liked it because of like <laughs> nope. the you know, pig skin and then the hogs that are there. Uh-huh. Right? You yes, know? thank Little you. D- defenders. Okay. Um, Armada. Yeah, that's mine. Presidents. <laughs> Brigade. Commanders and Red Wolves. Oh, you liked the Red Wolves. I think the Commanders was like one of the top. That's what. That's I what think, you. I think. I, I, it's because it's with the army and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Washington something, Commanders, something like that. So what are you something. deciding though? Right here, you're making. I don't decision. think any of those were in the the decision part, but I, I can't remember now because it was so such a long time ago where you know there was yeah. nothing else to talk about besides the Washington right, right. name. Because these are the ones that uh, Dan, the Heineke's. The, the, the Heineke's <laughs> just ran in the, the Heineke's. I like that. Uh, but the um, uh, uh, Dan Snyder's wife, I think, is the one who said these are the these were the eight that Finally. right now they're in the discussion. So I, I, I could do the commanders, but I still think the Armada is good. It's a position of strength. I like that. You've got to be strong, right, Coquel? I don't know. I went back and forth. I was the Red Hogs and then the Red Wolves. So I think I just want it to be the old name so it's easier for me. So just throw the red in the beginning. Yeah, okay, yeah. perfect. Uh, by the way, um, uh, since it is the Panthers tonight and the Texans, I want to get into a little Florida cash home buyers cashing in. Uh, double catch register means that it is time for Florida cash home buyers cashing in. And let's talk about. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold looking to cash in. He is in the fourth year of that rookie contract. Uh, The Panthers have already picked up that fifth-year option. So this year, Sam Darnold, whose team tonight could go to Mm 3-0, making $4.7 million. Next year, he's already on the hook for $18.8 million. But if he performs this season and he continues to win games, Pierre, even though he's not necessarily taking a lot of shots down the field, he could be up for a major contract extension and cash in. Sam Darnold right now looks like moving on from the Jets has rejuvenated his career. It's early, but it certainly helped. It definitely helped. 3-0, winning cures it all. Um, yep. he got to keep using Robbie Anderson, uh-huh. and they were in the Jets together. Um, they just got to keep making plays, and – he has to win tonight to you know keep that in consideration. Are the Panthers, Coquel, are the Panthers good? Yeah, they look pretty. I mean, you've got to think about it. They have Sam Darnold, who now with weapons like Pierre talked about earlier. you got McCaffrey out of the backfield. McCaffrey. Got to respect him. You have DJ Moore at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You have Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. You have the kid Marshall, I believe they drafted. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they have a white tight end like Greg Olson. I don't know who the guy is now, <laughs> but I'm sure they do. I'm sure they – that was a breakdown right there. I'm sure they have a white tight end like Greg Olson. Those are the types of things – that you can look out for tonight, Thursday night football here on ESPN 106.3. Again, it is the Panthers, it is the Texans, and uh, it is Florida Cash Home Buyers cashing in. Florida Cash Home Buyers, they make life so easy for you. They pay cash for your home. They are going to make sure that they cut out the realtor fees that end up really, really stacking up. If you're looking to sell your home the easy way, it's Florida Cash Home buyers they sell your home uh, and Florida Cash Home Buyers is fast and easy. No need to have a bunch of strangers coming through your home. Uh, they buy the property 
use as is. You don't need to make any repairs or clean the home. They can save you thousands on commissions and closing costs because, like I said, no realtors. Florida Cash Home Buyers, they can pay a cash advance before the closing. They've been in the business since 2011. They've helped hundreds of homeowners sell their homes quickly and easily. They're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, have over 100 great online reviews. They buy inherited houses, damaged houses, properties with bad tenants, liens, and violations, but they buy your nice home as well. They don't need to visit your home to make an offer. They can make an offer over the phone. That's Florida Cash Home Buyers. Call them 561-570-7070. That's 561-570-7070. Florida Cash Home Buyers. Easy to remember. 561-570-7070. All right, uh, Pierre. Yes, awesome sir. stuff as always. I Thank really you. love the fact that you're evolving into the hot take sports talk radio <laughs> host. P- Pierre Garcon alluded to it that Bill Belichick was overrated. I just want to make sure <laughs> that we have that on the record. Okay? You got to yeah, question th- 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 it. You've you got to question the, 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 his, his backside might be getting took a little us. warm. <laughs> the tookus. The tookus is getting warm. Pierre, thanks, brother. Enjoy your uh, your trip to Vegas for a couple of days. I know yes, you're going to be all over the place, so we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks, okay? Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Pierre Garcon, East Coquel. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Ken Levick, and we've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye now.